don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's October 19th and time for your Social and Six update. As always, we're bringing you the six most important news stories from the ever-changing landscape. To fill you in on the news you might have missed and to give you plenty to talk about in our Facebook group. So without further ado, let's get started. First up, Snapchat will now let users add music to their snaps. Yes, a huge update for Snapchat that couldn't have been better timed with Q3's earnings call right around the corner. As of now, iOS users around the world can add music to their snaps as part of a new feature called Sounds. Snapchat launched the update with a preview of Justin Bieber and Benny Blanco's new single, while the feature itself follows a host of new licensing deals penned between Snapchat and a catalogue of record labels. Now, if all this sounds familiar, it's because Snapchat launched the feature in Australia and New Zealand back in August. But with a worldwide launch, however, Snapchat will be hoping that curiosity leads to increased dwell time and user traffic towards Snapchat. Now, you may be thinking this sounds very similar to TikTok and is just another clone. But a bit of context, Snapchat has made clear its intentions to input licensed music into its platform for a while now. And naturally, conversations with the likes of Sony Music and Universal don't take place overnight. What's more, the proliferation of music on social is another sign of how far social has come and how much respect music marketers have for platforms like Snapchat as a tool to not only increase music discoverability, but to market new tracks. And obviously, the benefit of being able to add licensed sounds to your snaps without fear of copyright infringement is a massive plus. Try it out now and let us know what you think. Even another music-related one, Instagram adds audio browser for Reels. Yes, Instagram has updated Reels with a new audio browser tool that lets users discover music and original sounds to use in their videos. Users will be able to search for sounds in sections like For You and Trending, similar to TikTok, and you'll also be able to save sounds for use later. As well as this, users will also be able to share all of the Reels that use a specific audio clip via Instagram Direct. This news follows Adam Missouri's hint that plans are in place to monetize Reels soon. So Instagram is certainly not backing down from its TikTok competitor, despite the fact that questions still remain around its use. Without the USP of TikTok, which is its open audience and algorithm, Reels is on track to become just another feature currently bloating the Instagram interface, which our US creative director, Cathal Berrigan, said makes it seem as though the app is experiencing an identity crisis, not knowing whether or not to focus on being a shopping app, a video app, or a social app. Those words have been spoken about Facebook in the past, and these issues certainly seem typical of Facebook's product development cycle. Stephen Bartlett said on the subject this week that when a Facebook product matures, it seems to become everything and anything. I've said it before and I'll say it again, platforms do better when they stick to their USP and do one thing really well. Now, if growing on Instagram is one of your primary objectives, it is definitely worth exploring the new features the platform has to offer, as accounts are always rewarded for being the first to use them. But be aware that the more Instagram becomes like Facebook, the less likely it is that you'll be able to reach a younger audience there. If TikTok-style content is something you want to try out, I recommend doing that on TikTok. Next up, Adam Missouri has confirmed plans to make IGTV videos shoppable. Another major update from Instagram. Now, you've probably heard of Adam Missouri. He's a Facebook veteran and a member of Mark Zuckerberg's inner circle and someone who has a Midas touch when it comes to spotting opportunities for monetization. Now, if you know Missouri, you probably also know he heads up Instagram. Recently, he announced to the social media world his plans to make IGTV videos shoppable. 
Now, this follows similar moves to make live videos shoppable and, of course, shoppable Instagram posts. Essentially, it means viewers watching IGTVs will be able to buy products that appear in the videos, which is incredibly valuable considering IGTV is often used to show makeup tutorials and catwalk shows. Obviously, the power of this latest update goes far beyond fashion and beauty, and there will be many more creative uses for shoppable IGTVs, I'm sure. Now, as a bonus piece of news, Missouri also announced plans to make Reels shoppable as well. It's not clear when this will come into action, but Instagram did confirm it will be testing this feature before 2020 ends, which is huge considering the level of reach Reels videos are currently enjoying. And we're just going to pause there for a second to talk to you about a very special episode that Eve and I filmed last week with Reddit's VP and President of Global Advertising. Now, this is a fascinating episode. We spoke all about how brands and marketers can tap into the expansive world of Reddit and also the communities that exist there. Definitely worth tuning in for. Our North Star is to create a community and belonging for everyone online. That's what we want to do with Reddit. And a lot of the changes that we've been making in these 15 years is to really ensure that everyone can find their home, can find their community, and can find information that they want, and they feel open and invited to participate in these communities. So we've done a lot of work in that just by, you know, share the amount of communities we have, how people can start communities, the amount of organic growth that we just had in users really helps participate. The more users we have, the more great ideas that are flowing around. So we've evolved a lot in the last 15 years, really creating all these communities and and this sense of belonging for our users. And related to that, what we've been doing, especially these last five years, as I spoke about with Steve coming back uh, as CEO, is really developed our ads product roadmap to seamlessly align with that within the community. And therefore we have this positive feedback from our community members that they actually really like brands to participate as long as they're sharing information that is relevant for that. So that's all the work that we've been doing. And we have much more planned for the coming year. So I'm excited about that. Now I won't say we're at the start of the journey, but we still have a long road ahead of us with our organic user growth. Now being in the UK, closer to advertisers, close to our users. I think that's only going to accelerate the involvement of Reddit in the coming years. Yes, I can't wait for you guys to hear that episode. Theo and I had great from recording it. Now back to the stories. While it's useful to have longer thoughts posted to social media for attention, reading through paragraphs of content directly on Twitter can be difficult. Next one from you, Eve. WordPress to let users publish entire blog posts as Twitter threads. That's right. WordPress has added a new function that will let users publish WordPress blog posts on Twitter in their entirety as threads. Any images or videos you include in your post will be added into the thread in relation to where they're embedded in your original blog. And you'll also be able to see where your tweets will split up in your post before sharing your thread. Now, this is an interesting update because on one hand, it gives you the chance to promote your content to a wider audience, and arguably more people are using Twitter than are reading blogs these days, and long threads can be entertaining if they come from the right person. On the other hand, I dread to think of the length of some of these blogs easily turning into 25 tweets, especially when you consider how saturated with media content the blogging space has become. I'd hate to see that happen on Twitter and its brevity lost. But if used in moderation, it's an intriguing idea. Our strategy director, Mike Blake Crawford, pointed out that Twitter was always initially known as a microblogging platform. So I think it's pretty cool that WordPress has added this feature. If it drives additional traffic and engagement, then it could be a decent SEO hack taking social signals into account. However, to add to Mike's point, there have been some concerns about this actually taking away from your website traffic, as people will gravitate towards convenience and being served content is preferable to searching for it. But to people with concerns about that, I'd ask you to consider whether or not the goal of your blog is to drive traffic or to have people read the blog. 
because where you publish it will ultimately rely entirely on that answer. The American people should speak. You should go out and vote. Lastly, from Theo, Facebook has confirmed it will ban political ads after the election. Yes, this news came as a surprise to all of us, considering Facebook has been very clear that it's not in its interest to censor political discourse. But off the back of mounting criticism, including a recent study that claims misinformation is three times more popular on Facebook now than it was in 2016, Facebook has made a U-turn. So what does it mean? Well, essentially, while politicians and supporters are still free to say whatever they like organically, there will be an indefinite ban on advertising of this nature in the US after the election. Facebook has already admitted that political ads can undermine democracy, especially with foreign intervention and conspiracy theories like QAnon taking hold. But Facebook isn't the only platform to get tougher on misinformation, with platforms now lining up to ban content that denies the Holocaust and content associated with QAnon. As for political ads, will this have an impact on Facebook's bottom line? Potentially, but I've no doubt the financial implications would have been long considered. It's important to note that a bulk of Facebook's ad revenue also comes from small businesses. How much that will account for a lack of political ads isn't yet clear. We'll let you make of this recent move what you will. All right, beautiful people, I have one last song for you that will keep you smiling until the next episode. And lastly, Eve, Spotify has launched a new listening format to bring together music and podcasts. Yes, Spotify's new feature will combine spoken word audio with music tracks. The new format will allow Spotify to recreate the radio-like experience of listening to a DJ or a music journalist, offering their perspective on the music. But Spotify is also making it possible for anyone to use the format to create a music-filled podcast through an integration with Spotify's own DIY podcasting app, Anchor. Spotify said the new shows will still compensate the artist the same as if the track was streamed normally, as the format relies on Spotify's music catalogue licences just like regular streams. However, the experience will be customised to listeners based on what tier of Spotify's service they use, so premium or free. Now, this is a fairly significant update for the service and its recent push into podcasting, as limitations around streaming rights have previously limited podcast creators from being able to easily integrate licensed music into their shows. This could potentially lure even more creators away from YouTube and Apple Podcasts, as we've seen happen in recent weeks. As well as this, creators will also be able to insert ads into their shows via Anchor sponsorships. This process is still considered a beta, however, and Spotify will be manually reviewing shows using the new format for now, which takes about 24 hours. Eve, really interested by your last story on Spotify, because we talk about social media a lot, but I mean, this sort of encompasses the wider, ever-changing landscape as well. And what interests me about Spotify in particular is that a lot of their moves recently seem to be uh, looking towards traditional media, traditional radio for sort of cues. So I know there's a new playlist sort of format that's called Your Daily Drive that I listen to in the mornings that basically intersects news with uh, music tracks I like. So interesting to see them working with podcasts now as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, like you said, it's a bit like radio and more traditional formats, but people never really stop listening to the radio. They're just sort of bringing these formats that people like and are used to to a platform, which basically they want to be the Facebook of audio. They want to be able to offer everything that that experience has to offer. Um, And apparently this sort of combination of spoken word and audio 
not just music within podcasts, but also this idea that you can add commentary uh, to your music and artists will be able to talk people through their albums and whatnot was actually a really popular requested uh, feature, a really commonly requested feature, I should say. So there's no doubt in my mind that it'll get used. But the podcasting element to it definitely is interesting because, as I mentioned, these are things that YouTube and Apple Podcasts haven't been able to offer. And as I'm sure Ollie, our producer, will attest to, being able to include different sound bites and uh, snippets and music into your shows really adds to the experience of it. So this will definitely be like a luring factor for creators, I think. I completely agree. It's any wonder. I've, I've, I've always thought this. I'm surprised that Facebook hasn't waded more into the podcast space, considering how massive it is and the user base they have. But I don't know. We will see. Who knows what 2021 will bring? No, definitely. I mean, I'm also surprised that they haven't, but I'm also glad that they haven't. Because again, it goes back to my point about you know what they're doing to Instagram right now. I feel like they're just in danger of trying to become literally everything. And I think it's a real shame. I've been seeing that with Instagram lately uh, in terms of all the new features that they're adding in the same place in the same app. And I do agree with Katty when he said that they're having a bit of an identity crisis, but I think it's an intentional one on Facebook's part. Exactly. I don't think it's something they'll be worried about. It's something we've long said, isn't it? Where there's a uh opportunity there's revenue (laughs) yeah that's it and you've heard about the news stories but just want to say a warm welcome to all of our new listeners and to remind you that if you want to continue the conversation we have a facebook group the social minds facebook group where there are marketers content creators community managers or everybody you can think of in this industry discussing some of these updates and others so do check that out yes and another thing if you follow us on social or you're subscribed to our newsletter you might have seen that tomorrow october 20th we are hosting a free live webinar with our USMD Oliver Yonchev alongside Uber's global social lead and the CEO of Opoly as well as the CEO of Zaddy and Babe to talk about how brands can navigate the treacherous waters of social. So make sure you don't miss that. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 